Welcome to Divorce at Altitude, a podcast on Colorado family law. I'm Ryan Kalamea. Each week, along with my business partner and co-host, Amy Gosha, or an expert, we discuss a particular topic related to divorce or co-parenting in Colorado. In addition, we have created a short series of lessons that will take you through the legal process of divorce and answer your questions from simple to complex. Divorce isn't easy. The end of a marriage, especially when children are involved, brings a great deal of loss and change. We hope these practical tips and insights will help you on your journey to a new and better life. In this episode, I'm going to focus on specific issues that relate to parenting time. So the first part, I'm going to cover common schedules that we see with parents going through a divorce. So let's talk about schedules. First, there is no law that says that you have to equally divide parenting time between parties. It is a general trend that we're observing that judges are more inclined to go to a 50-50 parenting schedule. But that doesn't mean that it's appropriate for your case. Again, I refer back to the best interests of the children and the factors that are outlined under 1410-124. But let's say that you and your partner or you and the other parent agree to equal parenting time. Well, what exactly does that look like and what does that mean? Well, let's talk about the different schedules that would be involved or there are possible in an equal parenting time arrangement. First, the simplest, alternating weeks. So one parent gets a week of parenting time, the other parent gets the following week. You could have Mondays and as an exchange where you drop off the kids at school in the morning on Monday morning, and then the other parent picks up the children on after school on Monday, and then they start their parenting time. The benefits are that it's relatively predictable. It oftentimes will work well with holidays. So for example, when the kids are off for Thanksgiving, then there really isn't that much of a change. And we'll get into some of those uh, specifics. The other thing that we find is that it's a benefit is that it results in less communication between parties. And that also means that there's less room for conflict and those parenting exchanges are reduced to a bare minimum. So people that generally don't get along or communicate all that well, they are after all going through a divorce and there's likely some issues with communication, equal parenting time in the form of alternating weeks can work relatively well. Similarly, some parents will even go two weeks each. So they'll go two weeks with the children and then two weeks off. That is usually a very long time. And I would say that two weeks on, two weeks off is a very a rare occurrence, at least in our practice. But we oftentimes do see alternating weeks. I would also add that the alternating weeks does work well for people when there's travel by parents for their work or for some other issue, because then they can plan ahead and they know that they made that they don't have the kids in that particular week. But Alternating weeks is not the only option for equal parenting time. There is a 3443. That is where one week the, the children will spend three days with you, and then the following week they'll spend four days with you. Then it switches again and again. The downside is that splitting up the weekends can generally be difficult. If we go back to the alternating weeks, both parents are going to have a combination of midweek, you know, taking the kids to school or daycare versus the weekend parenting time that usually is seen as a little bit more of the enjoyable or fun time with the children. So the 3443, it obviously has less time between the parenting times. 
You're not going a whole week without seeing the children, but there's the trade-off in that there's more transitions. And then there's also the issue with the weekends. Again, it may work for you. It may not. Another option in addition to alternating weeks and the 3443 is a 2-2-5-5. This is, again, has less time between parenting exchanges as compared to a week on and week off, but it has the nice attribute of that you can usually have weekend parenting time alternating between the parties. So the parents will go two days with seeing the children, which is a relatively short time period, which can work well for young children. But then you have a five-day block when you can start getting in your groove. Again, of course, it's not as long as a week. In addition, Another common schedule under equal parenting time is a 2-2-3 schedule. In that circumstance, the mom, for example, would have Monday and Tuesday, the father would have Wednesday and Thursday, and then they would go back to the mom for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The benefit is that both parents get midweek parenting time or school time if the kids are of age going to school, but then they're alternating the weekends. And you can see that the schedule would reverse. So in the following week, the father, not the mother, would have Monday and Tuesday, and then the mom would have Wednesday and Thursday, and then they would go back to the dad on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Obviously, you can tell just by explaining it that there's a fair amount of exchanges is it can be confusing. If me as a divorce lawyer gets confused, the children may get confused as well. But it does work well for people with young children, as you'll hear in terms of age recommendations, but it does have a fair amount of exchanges. Final schedule that we see with equal parenting time is alternating every two days or every three days, you get the feel, but it would result in a tremendous amount of exchanges, but it could work well for very young children. And it does have the simplicity of knowing that your children are not going to be away from you for any extended period of time. It's just that alternating week, except it's compressed to one day or two days or three days, but they can obviously result in a lot of exchanges. Now, let me talk about why equal schedules can benefit the children and when they're going to work and be successful for you and your family. Equal parenting time obviously allows the child to build a close relationship with both parents, and they feel cared for by both parents, and they spend a substantial amount of time. So they work best equal parenting time schedules when parents live fairly close to each other, which means the exchanges are easier. The parents are able to communicate relatively effectively without fighting. The child is able to handle living in both parents' homes and the attendant exchanges that go along with that. Both parents need to be committed to putting the children's interests first because there is always going to be some sort of scheduling change or something that comes up because life happens. And the parties generally, in order for it to be successful, need to agree that the 50-50 schedule is in their children's best interests. Now, I should also note that you could have some sort of 60-40 schedule, which I'll get into next, in addition to having a disproportionate holiday or summer vacation in which you get to equal parenting time. The schedules that I just laid out start with the premise of equal parenting time on the daily, normal, predictable schedule. And then, of course, you would equally divide the holidays as well as summer vacations. Thanks for listening or watching this short lesson on the Divorce Altitude podcast. If you found this helpful, please leave a review or share with a friend. It does help for others that are going through or thinking about a divorce in Colorado. 
If you want to find out more information, please visit kalamea.law or divorcealtitude.com. And that's K-A-L-A-M-A-Y-A.law. Remember, this is educational information. It's not intended to be legal advice. Please consult with an attorney about the particulars of your case. We're happy to answer questions. Feel free to give us a call at 970-315-2365. Thank you.